0: When life gives you lemons, what do you do with them?
1: Over here at The Squeeze, we, we talk, talk about, about
0: it. Hello, you little lemon drops. Welcome back to another episode of The Squeeze. Have you called them lemon
1: drops before?
0: No, I don't know. I was thinking about it when I was driving today. Wow. I was like, ooh, I gonna."
1: I kind of like that. But if you're listening and you don't feel like you... Our lemon drop, let us know and I'll make sure my wife doesn't call you that again.
0: I feel like that would be like a cute community is like lemon drops. You know, other podcasts, they have like names for their listeners.
1: Yeah. Lemon drops.
0: Yeah, we were like lemon drops. I love that. I'm super excited about this episode because we have one of the biggest skin, what, how do you say skin care? Skin guru. <laughs> skin <laughs> I forgot gr- to say that Skin word. care guru? Our, a skin care guru on huh. Mr. Hiram. I was so excited to have him because I've been watching his stuff on TikTok for a very long time. He was so lovely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was great. I loved having him.
1: He was a total sweetheart. and Had a
0: great vocabulary.
1: Oh, my gosh. I need to like, yeah, I want to do a vocab class with him. He made me feel...
0: not smart. Oh no. <laughs> uh, no, he was fantastic. And, no, I mean, he's so sweet, so kind, has such a big heart. Uh what he's doing with his skincare line is just absolutely incredible. Uh we learned a lot about his background from his family to even just his background in skincare. Uh, what I really like is so many people nowadays like so many people have skincare lines. So many people have makeup lines, whatever it is, but he actually has a History in skincare. Yeah.
1: He came from skincare. Yeah. That's what he did as a job. Yeah. Before. So
0: he like actually knows what he's talking about. He's not just like making a skincare line because everyone else is. Yeah. Uh, Which I loved and appreciate. Yeah. Because you can tell he's super passionate about it.
1: Yeah. But he was also vulnerable and, you know, talked about his upbringing.
0: Been through a lot and really just had a lot of great advice.
1: Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. So it was great to sit down with them. And I can say I didn't, I didn't know who he was beforehand, but my sister and Tay were like, you don't know who Hiram is. And I was like, sorry, but I'm also not on TikTok. But now I can say I am truly a fan of his.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So hope you enjoy listening to our chat with Mr. Hiram. Yeah. And, uh. Run yeah. the tape. We'll we'll catch you on the other side.
0: Welcome to The Squeeze, Hiram. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with you guys. I'm such a fan Aww. of the podcast, and so I sweet. love what you guys are doing. So thank you for thank considering you. me, seriously. Oh, my gosh. No, we are such fans of
0: you. And <laughs> I literally, before, when the email came in, I was like, wait, I know him. Like... <laughs> Literally, I was like, I've seen his videos all over TikTok. So that was a fun (laughs) little, like, little surprise that happened. So we're we're so thankful to have you. But as you know, we start our episodes with a little game called Citrus Got Real. If you would like to pull out a little piece of paper from there.
2: Of course.
0: Mm. roll.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Do people drink or eat soup? Very passionate about this this answer. This is actually a very passionate one for Taylor. But before I tell you, I want to hear your answer. Oh, man. I feel like I'm going to be judged for whatever (laughs) response I have.
2: (laughs) I would say, honestly, drink soup. Because after I finish a soup, I would, like, lift the bowl to my mouth and then, like, drink it. But if it's, like, a really thick soup that I can spoon, then eat. Yeah. Yeah, But I don't know. What do you
0: guys think? I feel that. I'll, I'll let you you're the passionate one about this one no i
1: I agree if it's if it's like a chili or something mm-hmm. that is more of a eat yeah mm-hmm. um but i'm i actually I don't really mind I, I'm not super passionate about this answer. I just even whether it's a chili whatever soup, I drink it out of a mug so I don't so do you drink I do because it's in a mug, yeah, so I would say drink but yeah. I mean,
0: he loves a mug. He never puts soup in a bowl.
1: Really? Always.
0: Even if it's like, yeah, even if it is chili, (laughs) I'll like scoop myself a bowl and he'll grab a mug and put it in a mug. I'm like, but why? And
1: sometimes if it's too thick, I'll use a spoon with the mug Mm -hmm. to get stuff out of the bottom, but always soup in a mug for me.
2: I'm about to go home and try that right now. I really want to see that. <laughs> it's sounds just innovative. cozier.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does. It does feel cozy. He always like he'll heat up broth in the morning or like at um, night when we're watching our thing and he'll like sip his warm. I guess it's kind of like tea. I mean,
1: I had matzo ball soup out of a mug this morning. You did. There you go. Yeah.
0: I technically had it out of a mug, too. Yeah. Yesterday.
2: <sighs> wow. Hey.
0: You're, rubbing, you're,
1: off you. you're yeah, you're
0: rubbing off on it. Yeah, you're rubbing
2: off. No, that sounds really cool. I kind of want to actually try it. You should. You might have inspired me. On a new journey it. in life.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it.
0: Your soup soup eating experience is about to be changed just for the elevated. better.
1: Elevated. Yeah, yes. can't wait. Oh my gosh.
0: So I want to kind of just start from the beginning. How long have you been making your videos? What kind of like inspired you to start doing that?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I started back in 2017, originally just posting content on YouTube. I previously worked as a skincare specialist and I worked in like as a cosmetic salesman and makeup artist as well. So I was able to really get a good grasp of like what people were spending money on in the skincare space. Wow! And I was seeing people drop over a thousand dollars on a single skincare product. And I was like, what? what are in these products yeah. that would make people want to spend that much money? There's a
1: skincare product that costs a thousand dollars.
2: 1400 was one that was in the environment that I was working in as a makeup artist. And I was like, this better have the sweat of Jesus. in
1: it or something what? like magical. You can buy a
0: laptop. I need to buy a new laptop. <laughs> I'm like, frick. You, you don't have to say the brand,
1: but like what, What is the product?
2: That's the thing. Like, I was like, what makes this so special and like unique that it would justify that? And what's worse, I was seeing people saying, well, I want good skin and I want the best. So they would spend that much money having no idea what was in it and not even being able to try it out and test it like makeup. Because skincare involves trust at some level, you know? Yeah. So when I looked at the ingredient list, I was like, this is not worth it. Like maybe I would pay like 50 bucks for this moisturizer, but no more. And then I saw that online there weren't really resources for people to better navigate like the shopping space when it came to skincare. And there was a big lack of education as well that the regular consumer could understand. So I started creating videos where I was like, let me break down skincare. Let me make it simplified. Wasn't consistent with it until right before COVID was when I was like, you know what? I've built a little community. I think it was like, of like a thousand followers. I was like, okay, like, mm. you know, I've built this little community. I'm going to start creating more content. And yeah. then when COVID happened, and I think everyone collectively needed that self-care ritual in kind of the chaotic For time sure. of the pandemic. Uh, that's really where I saw my uh, content start to grow and better yet people really seeing significant changes in their skin yeah. and from the products they purchased. So it's been quite a, quite a journey, but it's been amazing.
0: Oh my gosh. I I love skincare personally. My mom's an esthetician, so I've grown <sighs> yes, up with awesome. skincare. And I always say like skincare is my favorite form of self-care because there's just like so many things you can do with it. There's so many types of skincare, so many yeah. fun little products and things to try. So I resonate with that so much. And it's so cool that you like come from experience with it because so often, you know, people just like, I'm going to talk about this, yeah. you know, and get their opinion. Exactly. <laughs> Which I mean I, kinda, I mean, I don't really solicit that much advice, but, you know, a lot of people are just like, this, this is the product, this is this, but you mm-hmm. actually like know the ingredients, like you worked in that field. So that's really trying
2: cool. To. It's always a process of learning, you know, but yeah. my goal is to not recommend what has worked for my skin, but more so what will work for everyone's skin or personal like skin concerns. So that's yeah. always the goal. It's I'm always learning
0: every day. Yeah.
1: In 2019, that's, like, around when you started doing the videos? Yep. And y- you went from 50,000 subscribers to 500,000 in under two weeks. Yeah. Right? And then later that year, over a million. Yeah. how well, impressive impressed you know that. I, <laughs> I do my homework. <laughs> I love it. Um, I hate the term, like, overnight success, mm-hmm. overnight fame, because... I mean, 99% of the people have no idea, like, what you've done to get to that Mm -hmm. point. Yeah, the work you've put in. Like, all of a sudden, I did this little franchise called Twilight, and people Mm -hmm. were like, overnight fame. I'm like, Mm -hmm.
0: it wasn't overnight. I've been doing this since I was eight. I
1: was like, yeah, I literally started when I was eight years old and, like, busting my butt for the last decade. But that was in 2019 for you a, a big change mm-hmm. how how was that shift for you like h- how did it affect you and I don't know how did you deal with it
2: yeah I mean that's a great question I consider myself very fortunate that it did happen during the pandemic mm. of course awful time. like horrible but i am grateful that my growth kind of elevated during that time period because there was a large mental disconnect between what was happening online versus reality like in reality i was still like sitting on the ground filming my videos with my iphone in my bedroom nothing was different but online i'm seeing like all this like explosive growth and it happened so rapidly because i remember there was like one day where Like on TikTok, I got like 800,000 followers in a day. And when it happens that quickly, it kind of desensitizes you a little bit to it because you're like, I can't fathom that like scale. But I'm really grateful that it did happen there because I think it allowed me to feel a more genuine, authentic connection with my followers and not be distracted by some of the other things that can come along with be an overnight success, quote unquote, Um, like it allowed me to just keep on making content and connecting with my subscribers in the same way that I had always had. I'd say the transition was a little more difficult coming out of COVID (gasps) because that's when it was like being recognized in public. Um, My address got leaked. I was, you know, like minor stalking situations, stuff like that, which was just a change, you know? And I'm so, so grateful for everything that has happened. But it was a little bit of a paradigm shift coming out of the pandemic and being like, whoa, okay, this is real life. This is not just yeah. things that are happening online and these are real people. And that's when I noticed like the social anxiety and the nervousness and the overthinking and all those things start to come with it Yeah, yeah. Well, I get at it. that point. So I don't know. That was my my personal experience. I mean, I'm sure you you can relate
1: as well. I can. Yeah, definitely. Definitely relate. for sure can we've through my homework um (laughs) i've uh read some interviews and stuff you've talked about this but thank you for for listeners that haven't could you tell us a little bit more about your childhood and growing up was it Arizona? Yeah. In Arizona. Wow.
2: Good memory, man. And, <laughs> <So>
1: <laughs> and just family life and that world that you grew up in and how it affected you and then inspired you to be the person that you are sitting on this couch today, because I find it very inspiring.
2: Thank mm. you. I, re- I really appreciate that. And thanks for looking into my story. I mean, yeah, you know, my childhood, I was raised in a very traditionalist religious environment to a lot of extremes where there was kind of no capacity for understanding anyone who doesn't fall within the traditionalist Christian worldview. Yeah. And, um, you know, growing up gay, it was extremely isolating from the beginning, realizing that what I felt within myself and what I felt didn't align with the religious views that were essentially imposed on yeah. me would mean that I wouldn't have a place within my home and there wouldn't be a a relationship of love between my family and I. So it led to a lot of difficulties, uh, specifically surrounding mental health growing up, which was, you know, really challenging. But I'm grateful for those experiences because I think it did turn me into a much stronger person than I ever would have had I just... Kind of caved and yeah yeah stuck with the teachings that had been imposed on me from a young age, and then being able to I moved from Arizona to Hawaii.
1: How old were you?
2: I was ooh, I think I just turned eighteen, okay, and so it was to originally start college and I moved to Hawaii I didn't know anyone there I'd never been, just went by myself, and it was yeah. so difficult, but so incredible to have kind of like a fresh start, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time. Uh, I love the quote. I, I'm not sure if you guys have read Fall in Our Stars, but there's a quote that says pain demands to be felt. Mm. And I resonate with that quote so much because I think growing up in a very traumatizing and chaotic home environment throughout my childhood, my only focus was just push through, get through, like yeah. survive, you know. yeah. Once I was able to leave that environment, I think all that pain demanded to be felt. And that's really where I felt the repercussions of the mental health side effects from being raised in an environment like that. But being able to move through those things, go to therapy, do everything that you talk about in this podcast, you know, which is why I love this podcast so much. I was really able to channel that into the work I do and specifically for content creation. Yeah. And also share my story in hopes that it would, you know, help other people as well. So very transformative experience with a lot of pain but I'm in a weird way grateful for it yeah. I wouldn't want to go through it again at yeah, the end. yeah. <laughs> but no.
0: I'm grateful for it you know for sure yeah. I say I mean obviously very very different scenario but I always say the same thing like I worked as a COVID nurse and if I hadn't have gone through that had the PTSD from it dealt mm-hmm. with everything that I did working through that I wouldn't be like doing this today yeah. so no I don't want to go back but I'm so thankful for it because it shaped me. I mean, you could say the same thing about your career too, you know, mm-hmm. it shaped me into the person I am and I'm like doing what I love and I get to help people, which is like the same thing that you're doing too. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's really cool. So something as you guys know that has been a huge part of my mental health journey, Taylor's mental health journey journeys as individuals and as a couple has been therapy amen and that is why I am so excited to share our next sponsor with you guys which is Cerebral. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. I love that Cerebral is 100% online because that means you have no excuse. You have to go. Like, there's no, oh, I don't have time to go drive. It's too long of a drive. No, you can do it on your lunch break. You can do it before work, after work. And it's honestly just, it's convenient.
1: Yeah. It's convenient and they have great therapists.
0: Yeah. and it's. It'll just keep you accountable too. So we highly, highly encourage that you guys check out Cerebral because therapy has just done wonders for us. And we know it'll do the same for you. To get started on your path towards better mental health, Cerebral is giving our listeners fifteen percent off their first month of online therapy, mm-hmm. medication, or both. Get started at cerebral.com slash podcasts and use code the squeeze to make twenty twenty-four your best year yet. That's Cerebral, dot com slash podcast and use code the squeeze. Offer is only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. See site for details. Get going on that therapy. I don't think you really like know it until you go through it or can relate to it till you go through it. When you're in a very, high stress, chaotic environment that you don't have time to process anything exactly. when yep. you're removed, you're like, oh, things are going to be good. I'm removed. And mm-hmm. then it just hits you yes. like a ton of bricks. I, when I <laughs> yeah. left the hospital, I was like, oh, things are going like, oh, to be great. And then I was just like on another planet. I was like, what yeah. is happening? Like things were supposed to be easier. So yeah. I feel like that is just so applicable to so many different walks of life that yeah, that's why it's so important for us, you know, to have like the tools, even if we're like, oh, you know, like, I'm not dealing with my mental health like I it's fine to have tools or to have a resource for like when you remove yourself when something comes up uh, exactly you're well well prepared
2: yeah. That's why I love what you guys are doing, because I remember in the middle of my specific struggles, which I largely struggled with uh, restrictive eating disorder, self-harm and suicidal ideations in like the darkest period of my life. I remember going online and looking for like resources or like any like recommendations that people had, tips that would be helpful. And the only thing I could find online was like entering a treatment facility or, you know. At that point in time, you know, like uh, seeing a specialized therapist, which I was like, I don't have access to. I'm a broke college student. I can't do that. And I so desperately wanted guidance and advice, but couldn't find it anywhere. Nowadays, I feel like there's so many resources, like thanks to social media and also, you know, like thanks to what you guys are doing, like talking about mindfulness and just having the conversations around mental health, I think is so impactful and definitely something I wish I would have had in the middle of my struggles
1: would you say it was after you moved to Hawaii at 18 that it kind of all hit you that you went through like those darkest times? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I think, you know,
2: in the middle of the chaos of my home environment, you know, I really entered a survivalist mindset where I had no capacity to process the trauma, process the lack of love. And I knew that, I think subconsciously I knew that if I did, I would just break down and be a mess and it would be a terrible situation and only further put me at risk of, you know, not being accepted within my home. After I moved to Hawaii and settled and I was like, okay, I'm by myself, I'm doing my own thing. Life seems good. Once I think the body exits that survivalist state and is able to feel rest for the first time, I think that's when a lot of the trauma that you've experienced in the past comes to the forefront yeah. and where you really have to deal with it. And unfortunately, I didn't start off by being like, I'll go to a therapist and I'll get help yeah, because yeah. I had a lot of stigma towards that. Yeah. So I turned to my, you know, only known coping mechanisms of which I described before mm-hmm. to process that. And it wasn't a while until I started going to therapy um, and actually getting, you know, professional help for what I was experiencing. But yeah, it, it funny enough, like, I would think due to the toxic environment of my childhood that I would be feeling the brunt of the mental health impact but exactly what you were saying with like your experience at the hospital when you're in just the day to day you're like I can't even I can't even think about that I can't yeah. even let myself process that I just need to focus on getting through the next day and surviving yeah yeah and so you know you understand how difficult it is. I'm like both of you once you get to a place of rest where you're like oh, my God, what are all these things that I'm feeling? Yeah. I'm feeling so, you know, emotional and depressed. And what is all of this? So, I mean, I admire that you were able to, like, pick pick yourself up after that, too, because I love your story. Like, mm. working as a COVID nurse, like, wow, I can't even imagine the things that you've seen. And the fact that you have not only gotten to this point, but want to help other people in that way, too, is just mm. proud of you. It's awesome.
1: First, did you, when you moved and all that happened, did you lose complete contact with your family? Yeah. Well, okay. So, kind of. Okay. I definitely, when I
2: moved, was, like, keeping my family at an arm's, like, distance yeah. because I couldn't handle... Um, any more involvement. And during that really transformative period of my life, that's when I was really able to come to terms with my sexuality as well. And I knew that it was something that would never be accepted. So I limited communication as much as I could with my parents until I was ready, had gone to therapy, had been really honest with myself about who I was Mm. in every capacity, um, let alone, you know, my sexuality as well. And then when I did open up to my parents and, you know, revealed that I wasn't going to be a part of the church and I was gay. They essentially disowned me, which Mm -hmm. eliminated all contact. And so that experience was super difficult, but it gave me, I I always love to look at, I try to (laughs) as best I can, look at like trials and obstacles as like opportunities for growth Mm -hmm. as much as I can. And I was able to learn that by, you know, not having a relationship with members of your family anymore, you're able to welcome in other people who can truly support you and want what's best for you and inspire you to be better. And Mm. in a way, I was kind of grateful that I didn't have to be tethered to that toxic influence where there was so much mistreatment and it gave me the opportunity to really select the people that I want in my life who yeah. can inspire me to be as good as I can. So yeah. communication was like off and on. And then after that, it's it just completely eliminated with at least my parents. Um, some of my siblings I'm still in contact with and okay. it's great. But um, but yeah, it, it was really a learning lesson, a growing opportunity for me.
1: Did anything happen or shift after you in 2019 absolutely blow up online and are mm. everywhere you can go on the internet
2: <laughs> you know I don't really know t- so there wasn't really any relationship dynamic uh shift um because I haven't had communication with my parents since that experience I haven't really noticed if there has has been a change of tune yeah. uh, in a weird way I hope that there's not really because I I would hope something as trivial as online success yeah. or attention would be the thing that you know, changes your mind as opposed to just like loving your own child, you know? Yeah, Um, so true. But I'm not really sure because there hasn't been communication since then. There hasn't been any apologies or any attempt to repair that relationship per se. And I think I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm doing just good. I love the people in my life. I feel so much more free and better than I did during that very dark period of my life. And I don't even, I'm very selective about who I let in my circle. Are you guys as well?
0: Yeah. I mean. We are in our close circle. We definitely have a close little group. I mean, luckily I didn't, cause I mean, I didn't grow up in the spotlight at all. Mm-hmm. So I, I randomly just only had like a couple friends. Like I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. Mm-hmm. So I have like, honestly, my friends that I grew up with, I'm still close with like five girls that I grew up with That's cool. but from like preschool, kindergarten that, you know, so I feel like me growing up already kind of like that kind of prepared mm-hmm. me. To like being married to someone like Taylor, where especially like when we first started dating, we'd go out to places and Taylor would be like, "Oh, this is my girlfriend," and they'd be like, "Hi," and then just like start mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm, to Taylor. Mm-hmm. So he he's been having to deal with you know keeping a circle close and being selective and definitely trusting of people for a lot longer than me. But it's been something that I for sure learned. But I was I was I was thinking about that too, you know, because we know people that didn't have a relationship with their parents whether whatever reason it was for. And then they're on the TV screen and they're like, oh, hi. Oh, so. man,
2: just me rolling my eyes. It's just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I feel like once you become a lot more aware of your mental health, yeah, you become very, and I don't know, you can say if you resonate with this, but you become very selective about the type of energy and the type of people that you want to let into your life because you know you can so easily be impacted yeah. by that. And so even when I see people who continue to have a relationship with their parents, but it's just toxicity or abuse and all that, I'm just like, oh man, like that's so not worth it to me. I really want to protect my spirit and my energy, you know, and yeah. become selective about who I live into my life.
0: Yeah. That made me think of that. I've learned that recently. I've always been a people pleaser, but recently mm-hmm. I've really been like selective of my sleep. I also feel like nursing. I'd like now like protect my sleep so much Mm-mm. but we were at our friend's birthday party and there was a lot of people there that i didn't know and some of our close friends i had been there for an hour and i turned to taylor i was like i think i'm gonna go home he was like what i was like yeah i saw my friends i'm just i'm just kind of tired i think i'm gonna leave and like yeah. no fomo no nothing <laughs> like all of my friends taylor ended up coming home with two of our friends that stayed over at like 2 a.m i left at like 10 30 <laughs> got into my bed washed my face so um, i feel like learning to like Protect my time or if, you know, I'm not feeling good in an environment, knowing that the feelings aren't like because I'm afraid of the environment because, yeah. you know, we don't want fear to hold us back, but more so like, okay, like actually my social battery is done. I think I yeah. is better for everyone if I just leave.
1: But I literally, boundaries. I literally yeah.
0: left, and I was. Everyone's like, "You're leaving?" I was like, "Yeah, I've just, I'm gonna go to bed." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "What?" <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who this new, this new version of me is. But she, she enjoys her sleep. That's for it. sure. I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so let's get into your skincare. What prompted you to start it? Like you were just like, "I'm gonna start my own skincare line," or what?
2: Yeah, you know, it was a long process because when I first started growing on social media, well, even far before that, even when I was small, so many comments I would get would be like, start your own skincare brand. And I was like, there's so many products out there. Yeah. I don't really know if like, I don't want to contribute something that isn't innovative or doesn't offer a unique value that you aren't able to find in the marketplace. Yeah. And obviously I have my standards around ingredients and the specific formulas and ingredients that I recommend to my audience in order to make sure that they're accessible to as many people as possible.
0: Yeah.
2: But with my brand, I noticed when in the cosmetic industry, I was like, there is so much money in the industry. Yeah. There's so much wealth. It's it's wild. And I was like, I don't see enough of it being channeled towards Something good like making the world a better place, uh, yeah. philanthropy, which has always been my passion. And before I started on YouTube, I always wanted to primarily work for nonprofits. I was a mm. nonprofit consultant, wow. um, so that was always my passion. And I was like, I really want to do something in the industry that would, you know, create a philanthropic effect. Yeah. And then, then I was like, okay, what if I were to combine social change with skincare, where every single product you use has a direct, measurable social impact that yeah. you know helps the world. That's when I was like, okay, okay, I'm liking this idea, but we'll see. <laughs> I started working on it on uh, my own and with Mia as well, um, mm. my production assistant. And I was able to partner with a company called the Inky List, who really believed in my idea, who then we were able to partner with Sephora, who really believed in my idea, and then now um, Target. And it's it's been incredible. Like, I, I love the skincare. Aspect, of course, like the benefits people are seeing, the changes in their skin, how it's helping improve their confidence like that's amazing. But what really, truly like makes me happy is like we've been able to protect over um three hundred thousand acres of rainforest from deforestation in Bolivia and provide mm-hmm. over eight thousand people with clean drinking water for fifty years. So wow. like that social impact is really what drives me and makes me so passionate about the brand. but yeah, yeah, it's it's ever since I launched Selfless, it's just been a uh, chaotic. Yeah. A wonderful journey. Yeah. You know? <laughs> wonderful chaos. I always say that. I'm exactly. like, I'm so
0: busy. I'm so stressed, but it's so great. It's, <laughs> it's doing Precisely. stuff that you love. But there's so many skincare companies. There's so many makeup brands that people just like start because they're like, oh, I want to do this. But I love people that have like meaning behind why they're doing it or are passionate about it. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's so cool about your brand is it's like, yeah, it's skincare. Yeah, it works. But also like there's such a more impactful meaning mm-hmm. behind it. Yeah.
1: Do they have different charities attached to different products? Yeah, exactly. So we partnered with two
2: charities because I really wanted to identify, like, if my brand is going to have an impact, I want it to be as impactful as possible on, like, kind of the biggest issues facing our world right now, which um, we narrowed down to, of course, every issue is equally, like, it's yeah. just so There's a important. lot going on. Yeah. There's so much. Any good help, <laughs> is good help, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the global water crisis, um, we're still, you know, tens of millions of people around the world. Don't have access to clean drinking water, which is impacting women's and children's education, job force, community involvement, because they have to spend hours a day walking to fetch water that is oftentimes not clean. Yeah. you know, I wanted it to have an impact. So we partnered with Thirst Project, where mm. some of the products from the range, um, for every product you purchase, one person is provided with clean drinking water for one year. And then for the Rainforest Trust, which is the other organization we work with, they partner with governments to protect zones of their country from deforestation forever. So rather than trying to work with individual-like companies and... Yeah. All of that, which tends to not be very effective in preserving rainforest, because climate change is, you know, yeah. the biggest issue um, impacting not only our survival, but just the, the benefit of the world. Yeah. We figured protecting rainforest from deforestation in the first place is kind of the best impact that can be made. So, mm-hmm. um, by purchasing the Rainforest Trust products, you're protecting um, acres from deforestation forever. So, wow. those are the charities we partnered with. Hopefully, more in the future. Yeah. But um, as of right now, it's it's cool to see that impact come from something you wouldn't really expect, which is skincare products. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. it makes it so much more fun. Like, and I know there's like a meeting or like a project behind a product, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, spend my $5 on that. Not that because I know like my money is going to something to better the world and help people. Yeah. Is there like a foundation or a company that you want to work with like in in that field?
2: Great question. Have you heard of Kiva? I feel like you will love Kiva. So Kiva is an online micro loan portal. So they have representatives all around the globe who go into com- like super remote communities and interview community members, um, gauging like what their biggest needs are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they will create a page on Kiva.com where you can contribute to a microloan. So you can go by country and see like this group of 50 women are trying to purchase five cows in order to sell milk that can support their families and their business. And you can see the pictures of them. You can read their story. You donate like five, 10, $25. And then over the course of like a year, a year and a half, they'll pay it back to you. And then you can reinvest that money into more microloans for people all around the world it is wow so cool like absolutely incredible and you can Whoa. see the change that's being made they'll update you on what the progress of the projects or the impact is you can see their actual faces I you know love that, that so is so cool that's who yeah. i would love to partner with that's always oh been gosh. the dream we'll see but i highly recommend you check them out and for anyone who's listening to yeah i'll tag them in
0: the show notes <laughs> oh <my> Shiva,
1: <gosh. laughs> where are you at yeah i know right? oh my that's awesome
0: So we'll head into our little Lemon 11 segment. 11 questions that we have that are about mental health, wellness, all little things. I love these questions. Number one, what movie or song title best describes your mental health today?
2: So I've heard you ask other guests this, um, and I was really thinking about it. And it's uh, called Smiling When I Die by Alex Sasha Earl something.
1: (laughs) I forget the name of this. I know who you're talking about. (laughs) Sasha Sloan, right?
2: Okay, it's the only song I know by her. I'd need to listen to more of her work. But the lyrics of the song are essentially about um, making every day as best as you can, like connecting with friends, spending time outdoors, going on trips so that you're smiling when you die, you know, so that you live life with no regrets. Um, I always listen to it when I need like a little bit of motivation um, because I think it's kind of like a beautiful message of like... Make the most out of every day, you know, like take advantage um, so that you can live life with no regrets. Yeah. I need to look oh. up this song. Yeah, it's because yeah, I don't know if it's very popular. I randomly found it on Spotify and I was like, ooh,
1: add to playlist. i <laughs> relate. Really. Definitely going to listen. Um. Okay. Number two. How open are you with people in your life when you're struggling?
2: This is a good question. I have a difficulty with opening up a lot of times. And thankfully, I have a therapist who I can just like, that's kind of their role. I have difficulty with people in my life because I always want to be that person that's like, let's go. Life is great. woo woo." And so in the past, I've definitely gotten to a point where the only time I really open up is when it's like mental health is like really, really bad. And I'm like getting concerned because I do tend to like close myself off. Um, but it's something that I'm working on getting better at Um, like I have multiple people in my life who I'm able to like really be vulnerable with and share like when I am struggling so that they can provide support or even just you know be a listening ear which is super helpful as well so it's a work in progress but it's way better than it used to be which is what matters to me Always, (laughs) always
0: a work in progress there's no there's no hill that gets conquered it's just just learn to work with it exactly yep Number three, what is your... I'm actually very excited about this one, and it's probably going to lead into a 3B. What is your favorite part of your morning or night routine? Oh,
2: yes. Okay. I mean, obviously, skincare is my favorite (laughs) thing. Like, of course, I love the ingredients and the science, but what I love just as much is the ritual of self-care and meditative experience that you have when you're applying your skincare products because I like to... I don't take a long time to get ready, but for my skincare, I'm like, I don't want to rush it. I want it to just be slow. I want to, you know, just really focus on taking care of myself in that moment because it's hard when you're busy, you know, like, and you just have so many different things going throughout the day. It's hard to find those pockets of self-care, but morning and night, it's a great way to prep myself for the day. It's a great way to, you know, kind of relax at the end of the night.
0: I would love to hear your skincare routine.
2: Yeah. Oh, man, this is always such a loaded <laughs> question because it's always changing. Yeah. I am, you know, a skincare addict a little bit. So <laughs> I always want to be trying new products to find what I can recommend. As of right now, whew, okay, so the Selfless My Hair Centella cleanser, because whenever I'm like traveling and enter new like humidity and environments, that's the one that I can count on. To just always cleanse my skin, mm-hmm. be good for a serum, the notorium niacinamide serum. Niacinamide is bae. It's my favorite ingredient <laughs> ever. Do you use niacinamide?
0: I think well? I have it in I have it in one of my what, what is to, that? Yeah, explain <laughs> <Yeah>. Taylor.
2: <laughs> so it's basically like the ingredient that can do everything. It strengthens the moisture barrier. It reduces redness and sensitivity. It's tolerated by pretty much even the most sensitive of skin, which is why I think you might be interested in it. Mm. It fades hyperpigmentation and dark spots. It controls excess oiliness, balances sebum, It just and it works well with every other ingredient. It's like Hmm. that ingredient. It's my love. So you should definitely try it if you have really sensitive skin because that always calms my redness and sensitivity. Okay. But yeah, I use nice in my serum. And then for moisturizer, um, I've been using because my skin's been a little dry, Mm -hmm. the skin fix triple lipid barrier peptide cream. Mm. Oh, super rich moisturizing. Sorry (laughs) if this is like not even connecting with you. Oh. (laughs) If you know these products.
0: I'm enjoying it. I just love hearing (laughs) about products. So
1: my skin has been super. To dry recently oh no i, I need something here so i'll, I'll, I'll send you too.
2: one of the skin fix ones because okay. it's a life changer and super good for sensitive skin okay. too. so Deal. you would definitely like <laughs> it <laughs> and then bliss blocks our sunscreen because you need sunscreen every single day you do need sunscreen do that... you both wear sunscreen if i
1: may ask? see she's pretty good about it because her mom like hammers it yeah. i'm not very good about it <laughs> yeah that's okay should it's i tricky. get better
2: i i think you should especially to combat sensitivity i think it'd be the best if you have to yeah. use just one product i always say at least just use oh, wow. a sunscreen okay. yeah okay, okay. <laughs> yeah but yeah that's basically that's the whole routine i love
0: it i, yeah. love, I love your routine thank you you. Do. you you get in a good skincare routine though sometimes he's like he's like a religious under eye Person, oh, okay. but you haven't used them recently. So I don't think that's why you're underneath. But he always loves, like, you like the masks and the. I like mm. masks
1: and eye patches and all that kind of fun and stuff. And facials.
0: He loves the facial.
1: Oh, a good facial. Yes. Nice.
0: I mean, his skin is so nice. You'd think he has a 12 step routine. All I know, right? right? All right. <laughs> next <Nice> question. <laughs>
1: Number four. Yeah. How has your career impacted your well being? Hmm. This is this is a question. This
2: is this is a loaded question. It's a little bit tricky like mental health has been a constant like work in progress with this career specifically because I think first and foremost having a following online or you know whether you're in the entertainment industry or a large recognizability factor humans you know we're tribal creatures. We are only meant to be able to like mentally process like yeah, 30 to 50 people. Any more than that, it's just not natural to what we are used to. And so trying to process the expectations, pressures, and intensity of so many people around the world definitely, you know, plays a toll on the good old mental health. Yeah. So yeah. well-being overall, you know, I have tried to improve a lot. When I first was growing online, I was nonstop working. Like I've always prided myself in being a workhorse, but it was Mm -hmm. so unhealthy. And I had a completely codependent relationship with my work life because I was pulling Mm -hmm. three all-nighters a week sometimes, you know, just from the second I woke up at 6 a.m. until 2 a.m. working, not thinking about anything else. And it was horrific for my well-being overall. But I was so excited because I wanted to help people, you know, like help people improve their skin and, you know, really build this. Um, And lately it's been improved a lot. Like I'm actually getting full night's sleep now, which may seem minor, but I'm like, (laughs) you know, got to celebrate the small steps. Um, Been focusing a lot more on mindfulness, Mm -hmm. a lot more on, you know, prioritizing time with my therapist and mental health. But within this career, it is a it's a tricky thing because it's really just not what we're supposed to be mentally. Yeah. processing you Yeah,
0: know? i say that all the time and my mom and i once had a conversation and she was like why why is like mental health so like why do so many of your friends have depression or why do so many she grew up with her generation did too but they didn't talk about it as much but i also think that social media has such a big part in yes. our life i mean it does but in our mental well-being like we're not made to be constantly like our brain isn't supposed to fire that much like we need the time to rest and time to unplug and like I've I've set such a like hard boundary of like I don't even look at comments half the time because mm-hmm. I I've yeah. just learned to not even I don't look at my I'll peak sometimes especially now because it's been a lot of positive stuff and we'll have people that like, comment on our videos and like I love the podcast I know you won't see this comment because you don't look yeah. so I'm trying to look a little
2: more uh, um <laughs> But yeah, you got to protect your mental health. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's such like a, it almost gives you such a high. It's hard to, it's hard to stop. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, oh, this video got a lot of views. Okay, I got to make more. And then that one didn't do good. You're like, oh crap, then I did something wrong. Let me make three exactly. more videos to like try to, you know. Exactly.
2: Like I remember you talking in a previous episode about, you know, the initial rush that you Mm -hmm. really experience and then the aftermath of what that feels like when you are so used to that, whether you being in this career or even on a smaller scale, like using it on social media, those constant dopamine heads of looking at the comments and seeing the attention and all those kinds of things and, you know, innately valuing yourself based off of those parameters, which I think you're doing such a good job of like keeping, you know, boundaries in place to not let it get to that point. It can really affect your mental health when your you know, posts aren't performing as well, when you're not growing as fast as you used to, when there's, you know, a lack of interest, whatever it may be, which is where I think self-value is really important. But I think that applies just like you were saying on a day-to-day basis with using social media, like the constant comparisons that whether we consciously or not, you know, internalize by using social media, it's, you know, we got to Gotta get off of it. Even though I'm yeah. a content creator on social media, yeah. I'm like yeah. get off Finding social media. People like I know find a
0: balance with mental health. Yeah, yeah, some people are like, did you see? Or you'll be like, did you see so and so's post? I'm like, no, because I've literally like social media has become my job. I literally mm. will just post my thing and then I won't look.
1: Like wow. I'll just get off. I'm like, okay. there was a
0: point in time where I was like so busy with it, and I was like. I was like, I don't even want to scroll through this right now because yeah. I'm just over-posting. I'm over, like, having to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Now it's better because I kind of slowed down with it, but... Oh, I'm doing the odd. You're doing the odd. Uh, I keep forgetting. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if I like this. Um, Number five. What is the most misunderstood thing about you?
2: I I try to be as, like, genuine of a person as possible. Like, what you see is, like, what you get. Yeah. Um, I'd say, like, maybe misunderstood is that, like... um. I don't know. I'm really passionate about uh, music and connecting to music. My I'm actually working on producing EDM music right now, so I've been in music oh, wow. production because I like love the the world of EDM and the community there and just the type of music. Um and people usually don't expect that. They're like, "What? Yeah, you wow. like that stuff?" But I love it. I think it just can inspire and connect people in so many different ways that words just can't. Yeah. Um so super passionate about music. That's kind of like i i obviously want to continue doing this for as long as i possibly can but like i would also love to like get into the music production world space so usually people don't expect that but that's about it i think i besides that i try to just be an open book as much as i possibly can so there's no misunderstandings yeah
1: (laughs) i secretly love edm too (gasps) what no way i mean
0: secretly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, you, maybe oh, not
1: secretly. Do. I'm just like, I'm not like a master. like mm-hmm. I probably couldn't get into a conversation about it with you, yeah, but I enjoy it.
2: I love it. yeah, yeah. there's so many different yeah. styles that I think resonate with so many people. Yeah. Um,
1: I love it, yeah, I love EDM sure. what's like a big e d m like festival e d c there's a few where is that?
0: Vegas? is that it's Vegas? one in Vegas? Yeah,
1: yeah where yeah, like yeah. 700,000 people
2: go. Yes. It's like whoa. Huge. Yeah. yeah I have been people? before.
1: You have. <laughs> it was
2: yeah, it was cool. It's just a, it's a very wholesome experience where you see people who just like love the music for the music mm-hmm. and appreciate it, which I think is great because it kind of it's just a very unique environment as opposed to like a a singer or something like that where they're kind of the focal point. I feel like people yeah. just go for just the genuine love of like the music i don't know yeah. i really connect with it and i would love to fun go space yeah, yeah. you should so
1: <laughs> i'm don't th- thinking you would not
0: i <laughs> would i would i would go i like live music some yeah okay. but just, sometimes
1: i play edm stuff and you literally will just press
0: something no it's <laughs> when it's like the really like wah, wah, that like thing and i'm i'm like stressed or i'm in a mood like if i'm anxious at all and he tries to like play that then i'm like can we just, I like, I'm also like a silence person as of recently. I, I'm a oh. dancer. I grew up dancing. So I love oh, music. So cool. yeah. But I feel like as of recently, silence, I literally, I will, I drive, I'll drive two hours in silence with nothing. So funny. But I also, we'll wow. do the opposite and sing for two hours in the car. So it's oh, very mood based. So I do like EDM. <laughs> My dad would be so sad at me. My dad loves EDM music. He's, a, really? he's so funny.
2: There you go. But. Yes. Just not the
1: wah-wah stuff. Just not the wah-wah. No, just not the wah <laughs> <laughs> Not what I'm anxious. <laughs> uh, okay, number six. See, I haven't read these before. I know, <laughs> I feel
0: weird. I don't like... Can we go back? I also like even numbers more than odd numbers Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean after. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next episode.
1: What is the greatest advice you
2: have ever received? This is a really good question. Um, You know, I... I... I couldn't really think of, like... I couldn't tell you, like, what someone has necessarily specifically, like, said yeah. to me. But there's... Uh, I'm not sure if you have read Tao uh, Te Ching by Lao Tzu. Um, it's uh, essentially, like, the... Bible, if you will, of Taoism. Um, So very similar to like Buddhism. I resonate with a lot of like the teachings of Taoism, which is essentially mindfulness based living completely. Um, And the quote is roughly the one I repeat to myself is like, I do not think of the future. I do not regret the past, Mm. which is really helpful for me because with my anxiety and my depression, I tend to be completely fixated on Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen in the future? I have to yeah. prepare myself for work, work work, work or depression of dwelling on the past. It's yep. like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I regret doing that. Like, why did I do this? And for the majority of my life, I've completely neglected the present, yeah. which is where the most meaning and peace can be found from what I've really learned, um, especially practicing mindfulness. And so I will repeat that quote to myself all the time. As a way to kind of like center and I guess as like a grounding technique yeah. to just really help me focus on like, OK, be live for right now, be in the present, focus on how you're currently feeling yeah. and don't fixate on these other things because whatever happens in the future will happen. Can't yeah. change the past. Yeah. It's useless to be stressing out about those things, you know. Yeah. So that yeah. I'd say is like the best advice I've I've been given. Yeah. I love that.
0: We've kind Thank of been you. talking about that on, on the lemons by Tay account. Just like mm. what's in... What's what you can control, what you can't control. Yep. And I feel like I resonate with that stuff so much because the stuff that we tend to worry about is the stuff that we can't control. Yep. So it's just like you have to just be constantly reminding yourself, like, I can't dwell on the things that I literally can't even change. I, Mm -hmm. I can't affect those. All I like I need to focus my energy on, what I can't control. Yeah. Yeah. It's super important. And man,
2: it is so freeing to just be fully present. Like yeah. once you're able to tap into that, which I only, to be honest, recently learned about that. I recently started practicing like more meditation and, um, and wow, like once you're able to enter that state of like, I'm not going to worry about the future. I'm not going to think about the past. I'm just going to be fully present and maximize what's happening right now. It is like yeah. huge burdens are like taken off of you. And it's such a freeing. experience that everyone
0: deserves to feel yeah have you ever done a sound bath
2: i have actually (laughs) recently um i've done a few but recently did one not gonna lie i knocked out for like 15 (laughs) minutes oh yeah maybe like 30 minutes i think it's like an hour long sound bath but i love sound baths because you enter that like theta state in between like being awake and being asleep where Man, it just feels like you are floating outside your
1: body.
0: Yeah, he he did one for a time. We had, are you we did a I little I was. It was okay. my
1: first one like 2 yeah. weeks ago. Oh nice. She did yeah. one for a lemons event and I was like I'm going to come to support my wife, <laughs> but I'm going to be bored to tears during <laughs> these two he sound. He does not apps.
0: sit still good at all. Oh, He's okay. horrible at sitting still. So yeah. I was a little nervous. Um
1: but we, and we did two of them back to back and they yeah. were they were so Seventy or seventy or seventy-five minute sound yeah. baths. Wow. And we did like lot. two back to back and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I'm I wanna go as soon as there's another class. I know he so keeps
0: I'm, he keeps telling me, Can you look and see when the next one is? Can you look and see? <laughs> but I I love sound baths. I feel like it's just like the first twenty minutes for me are always like my brain's going crazy and then mm-hmm. I'll like calm down and it's either I sleep or I like have these crazy like I'll like start to remember things that I forgot, like mm-hmm. like I feel like my memory comes back, or I'll have like epiphanies, like think like two times ago I came home from one, and I was like, babe, this this this, I thought about this, maybe this is why I do this. He was like, wait, what the frick happened? I, was like, I thought
1: you were supposed to go take a nap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's transcending, like it's in a really, it's so yeah, cool. it's like. It allows for any like organic free thought away from distractions. I feel you. Sound baths are awesome. Yeah. I would take one every day if I could. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, recommend. if
0: you haven't tried one, ten Try out of ten. One. Ten yeah. out of ten recommend. Number I know. I almost just want to have you read it again. Number seven, what does wellness mean to you?
2: Mm. So I think wellness is prioritizing your physical and emotional needs mm. above anything else that's happening. You know, in your life, I think we tend to just ignore the signs that our body or our mind is giving us by saying, like, hey, we need relaxation. We need, you know, a break. We need rest, you know, time away. So I think wellness is anything that kind of like falls within that. I know for me personally, wellness is any experience that can provide me a uh, peace. So yeah. my body and my mind peace. So Going out in nature is a huge one for me. And I will say I'm not the type of person who's like, let me go sit on the beach and like meditate and like Mm -hmm. that's peaceful. I enjoy like active relaxation, I guess you can call it. It's like going on hikes, surfing. I'm a huge fan of surfing, Um, skiing as well. Um, Just spending time out in nature because I feel like that's where my mind and my body can best connect. And it's a really kinesthetic experience that allows my body to just kind of descend into a more peaceful state and so it's not even you know necessarily connected to like skincare or stuff like that which I think a lot of people think wellness is which it definitely is like I completely agree but I know the most resounding wellness that I'm able to experience is when I can be in touch with my body and my mind at the same time and I find that like you know being in nature in that peaceful environment just is really beneficial to me yeah Yeah. I love that
1: relate to that Can you teach me how to surf? Oh, yeah. Let's do it.
2: Yeah. I mean, hey, you got to come to Hawaii. I know. I got to get to Hawaii (laughs) first. No worries. I I just started. So I'm
1: like, okay, happy to introduce you because it's intimidating. Yeah. I've only tried it once and I was like 10 years old. Yeah. I think the
0: only time I've surfed was when I went to Hawaii at nine years old. Oh, Oh, there
1: you go. So. Wow, you guys are overdue.
0: You
2: need a surfing experience. Definitely overdue. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number eight, what is your relationship with social media and do you think it affects your well-being?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, my personal relationship, I try to set limits for myself on how much social media I'm consuming. Mm -hmm. And from a creator standpoint, like what you do too, I have learned over time to limit the comments that I read because I've just noticed how much even just a negative comment will really just like hit you and you can see so many positive comments you see one negative comment it's like oh my gosh you know and I thought for a while that I was like no I'm tough it's fine I can like read all these negative comments and they won't affect me but they really do like it's it's a hard thing to admit and I've really had to limit that I'm so grateful to my team like specifically Mia who is here because If I'm like feeling down or really just kind of like overwhelmed from social media, she'll send me like positive comments that people have made where they're Mm. like, you help my skin so much, you help my confidence or whatever it may be, which helps to uplift my spirit. But I know that like overall, the less time I spend as a social media user, the more I kind of notice I'm less stressed and less anxious, which is kind of a. The funny paradox that I am a creator who's <laughs> creating social media content, yeah. but at the same time I have to limit it. But I always want my content to be edifying, you know, like yeah. um, help people in their lives, help with their confidence around mental health as well with what I'm talking about. That's always the goal. So yeah. I don't know. I it's a weird,
0: it's yeah. a
2: weird in between state. I would say. Yeah.
1: How is your vocabulary so phenomenal?
2: Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> I mean, I am just, you've said about seven words so far that I'm just like, oh, that sounded nice. I, I have no idea. I mean, I,
2: I used to be that book kid. Okay. You know the kid Love that it. like after every quiz, they were like, pulling out their book and like reading that that used to be me although i I don't read as much anymore i say like maybe that's the only thing i don't know it's stuck
1: with you i I try to do
2: my best to make myself sound smarter than i actually am (laughs) i love it
0: oh Oh my gosh thank you though i'm here for it i love that okay number nine what is your favorite form of self-care
2: oh this is such a good question i mean I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say like skincare, definitely from both a passion and just a enjoying experience, like having, you know, that experience and that ritual of just applying your skincare um, is so nice. But you know, what's also a different one too. I found that one of the best things for my mental health, like when I'm feeling overwhelmed um, or stressed or anxious, whatever it may be, um, that's. Turned into a self-care ritual is like going on a drive and listening to music. Mm -hmm. That is one of my favorite things that I love to do um, because it's, first of all, it forced me to be off my phone. So that's already self-care in and of itself. You know, I have to be essentially fully present. But if my mind does wander, it, it does so in a way that... Feels almost me- like meditation, especially if I'm listening to music or if I'm feeling emotionally overwhelmed. I can just cry it out yeah. or, like, you know, yeah. get all my emotions out in that space, and it's like a safe space for me. So, yeah. in a weird way, like I like commutes yeah. because it offers same. that kind of like daily self care. It's yeah. the same for you,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. commutes. Everybody's like, because we live, you know, a little bit outside of LA, and everybody's like, you know, does the drive get to you? Do you like hate it? Yeah. I'm like, no, I actually love it. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. And you'll even sometimes if we're home, if he's like blustered, he'll be like, I'm going to go drive. And he'll just literally do like laps around the canyon, (laughs) just like listening to music. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love it. I very much
0: relate to that. You do.
1: Um, Okay. Number 10. Who has had the most positive impact on your mental health?
0: Mm.
2: My first ever college roommate when Mm. I was going through all my shit. I'm sorry. Can I cuss on here? Yes, you can. <laughs> you can. I forgot to ask that before. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, when I was going through all of that, um, my college roommate, Akoni was there for me throughout all of it. You know, parents disowning me, eating disorder struggles, really dark places. Yeah. Um, he was mm-hmm. there for me the entire time. And what was so helpful about him is that he wasn't trying to help me, like, find a solution or being like, you should do this, fix this. Like, you need mm-hmm. to do this. You should change this. Go to therapy. He was literally just a shoulder to cry on and someone who emotionally supported me throughout all of that. And throughout the years, I mean, we still, you know, we still are like constantly connected. Like people always joke about how they're like, you guys are like always together. Like, because Uh he has been such a positive influence in my life and like helping me be able to go through my mental health struggles in a way that is not too pushy, that is accepting. And I think, you know, Because a lot of people have asked me, like, how do I help my friends who are, you know, suicidal or experiencing mental health struggles? Like, what can I do? Mm -hmm. And I think so much of the time we are so focused on like, well, here's what you can do and here's a solution. Let's fix this and let's take care of it. And I know for me personally, I never resonated with people who offered support in that way because I'm like, Mm -hmm. you will never understand this. and It's not something you will be able to grasp. And I don't need a solution from you. I just need someone who will be there for me and listen yeah. to me and like a shoulder yeah. to cry on. And he was that person for me. So, yeah, yeah he's definitely had the most positive impact. In That's health. amazing.
0: That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> okay. Last one is if you can go back to one moment in your life, what moment would that be? And what would you say to yourself?
2: Hmm. Oh, this is an intense one. You know, I think. I think I would go back to when I was really young, um, probably six, seven years old, because that's when I was first starting to come to terms with like, okay, I'm not gonna get the support I need from my family. I'm not going to be accepted in this environment. And that's really where those concerns and core beliefs really started. I'd probably go back and say, like, hey, The journey is going to be difficult. It's going to be very hard, but don't give up. Like, stick it through. You have no idea how many Mm -hmm. people are ready to show you love once you're outside of this environment and how many incredible opportunities you'll have. You just gotta push through. Don't listen to what people are telling you and believe in yourself because that's what's going to get you through all of this. Normally I would be more emotional talking about this but I've done this exercise with my therapist so many times. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm a little stronger but oh I'd say that's that's probably what what I would do. Oh that's beautiful. Yeah. That's thank so you. That's
1: special. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Well, thank you for being here. Um yeah. I mean just thank you from us and uh, I just want to say that I find it truly inspiring how you've, you know, taken the cards that were dealt to you and use them to become such an inspiration, um, not only to yourself, but just so many people. And, um, yeah, I just think you're super impressive, and you can clearly tell just by talking to you that you have a heart of gold, um, and you care about people, and um, it's infectious. Yeah.
2: Thank you. I appreciate you guys so much, and seriously, like the work that you are doing here you have no idea like how many lives you're touching and how many people need to hear the messages that you're sending whether it's your own experiences or others like i just i'm really proud of you guys for making this podcast and it's Mm. so cool to be able to have a platform to talk about this so thank you so much for having me on it was seriously an honor you guys are awesome
1: thank you really appreciate it
0: Thank you so much for squeezing us into your day. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow our pod and check out full episodes on YouTube.
1: You can follow me at Taylor Lautner, my lovely wife at Tay Lautner. Check out the squeeze on Instagram at the squeeze and also give a give a little uh, glance and a follow to Lemons by Tay. That's at Lemons by Tay on Instagram and lemonsbytay.com.
0: And also be sure to email us, podcast at gmail.com. If you guys have any questions, any guests you'd like to see, we've gotten some interesting emails so far, which has been awesome. But most importantly, please continue to talk about your journey with those around you and send our show to a friend that you think could use a little extra squeeze in their life.
1: Absolutely. Toodles, magoodles, everyone.
0: Magoodles.